Hey everybody, welcome back this week as we walk through the Word together. And as we walk out this truth, we discover that life is produced in us and also in other people. We are walking with one another, growing together to see the life of Christ continue to manifest and birth in us and then to see it spread outside of the walls of our houses and our church building. I really think that the Lord has something really special for us today. And uh, every day is special, but I think today is just a really unique day. Right where you are, would you just ask him to talk to you? Are you okay with him saying anything to you? Lord, sometimes I I know I miss what you want to say to me because I want you to say what I want you to say to me. And um, Lord, we're just kind of opening up our hearts and our minds just to hear from you. And Lord, I just pray for ears to hear and eyes to see. And Lord, I pray that you would speak very clearly to us. And Lord, today I I just pray for, for breakthrough today in this room. Lord, I pray for healing in this room today. Pray for salvation in this room today. Lord, I even thank you for the presence that I experience right now as you, I feel like, are doing ministry right now in that prayer. I just want to thank you. And Lord, I, I ask you to do anything you want to do. I don't even want to put a box on it. We're thankful to be in this room. And we're thankful that you're here. Holy Spirit, come and do as you see fit. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Shoot, I don't even know where to start now, but I got to do it. Let's just roll. So turn with me to Acts 3, and I want to talk to you guys. I had written this message, and I was thinking about, uh, like, the miraculous life, um, because it's literally the first miracle that we see in the New Testament church. Um, But I don't think that's even a good phrase for it. I don't know about you, but a lot of my life, I read the book as if it was a really cool story and I would love to see miracles. Anybody, you know what I mean? Like I would love to experience miracles, but like, honestly, I was like, I guess they just kind of stop because like I don't experience miracles. But what hit me in the song when we're singing about God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Are you willing to join him as he pours it out? Because just as much as our invitation is, as us sing a song like, pour it out, God, our answer to say, I'm willing to be the one who is poured out. (laughs) I believe there is where revival happens. And I believe God desires revival. I believe he desires to pour it out. But I believe, I just want to speak for my personal for a second. Most of my life, I thought I was like in pour it out, God, pour it out. But I would go to work on Monday and I would live the same Monday. I would show back up next Sunday, sing the same songs and do the same week I did the week before. Anybody? But I never really stepped into anything different. Never really saw my coworkers different. I never really talked different. I just did what I had always done because it was the pattern of what I'd seen before. Do you might feel like you're just living in the same pattern, doing it over and over. It's like the Groundhog Week almost. And you show up and you have great intentions and you start Monday and you're like, 
man, I thought this week was gonna be different. My invitation today from this story that we're gonna read is, I don't even know how to say it. Uh, Revival's available, you can step into it. I don't know, let's go with it. Let's see something, okay? And I just wanna place an invitation before you and just say you're invited. And I believe that God wants to do far more than we thought or imagined. Do you believe that? I want to, I wanna believe it. Let's dive into the story for a second. Acts 3, I wanna read verse two through 23. And let's see what he does. All right, you ready? I'm reading from the ESV translation. All right. And a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that's called the beautiful gate to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and I have no gold, but what I do have, I'm gonna give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and his ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God. And they recognized him as one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While he clung to Peter and John, all the people, utterly astounded, ran together to them in the portico called Solomon's. And when Peter saw it, he addressed the people, men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? Why are you shocked? What a question. Should we be at wonder when we see miracles? You just saw a guy walk for the very first time. Hey, why are you guys shocked at this? Why do you wonder at this and why do you stare at us? I love this as well. As though by our own power or piety, we've made him walk. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered over and denied in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him. But you denied the holy and righteous one, and you asked for a murderer to be granted to you, and you killed the author of life whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses, and his name, by faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know, and the faith that is through Jesus has given the man this perfect health in the presence of you all. And now, verse 17, and now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers. But what God foretold by the mouth of all of the prophets, that his Christ would suffer, he thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, turn back, that your sins may be blotted out, that times, listen to this, that times of refreshing 
may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus, whom heaven must receive until the time for restoring all things about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets long ago. Moses said, the Lord God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. You shall listen to him and whatever he tells you. And it shall be that every soul who does not listen to that prophet shall be destroyed from the people. Man. Father, I thank you for this word. Speak to our hearts as I know you already are. We're still listening. The, the word, as I was listening to that song, it was so loud to me. This story's playing through my mind. And I hear the words of Peter who says, I don't have silver or gold, but what I have, I'm going to give to you. Do you believe that you have what Peter said he had? Like, do you believe you have that? That being the person of Jesus, by the way, like Jesus is the healer. He is the one. The very presence of God was the refreshment. I don't have silver and gold, but I got the presence of the king. Do you believe you have the presence of the king? Now, if you do, then you are ready for revival. Go and minister. You are free to minister. Go, 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 go. Watch what he does. And I, I got to tell you, a few years ago, I had been preaching for years. And um, I'd read stories like this and be like, I guess I just, I don't know. I don't understand because I don't experience that in my personal life, to be honest with you. But it wasn't until I started making time, I decided if this is true, I'm gonna go for it as if it was true. I'm going to go to the street and be intentional and walk. I started walking the street. Y'all, many of y'all know that. I start walking the street and I start seeing glimpses of these kind of stories begin to happen. As I see glimpses of these stories begin to happen, I start going to work with a different kind of expectation because guess what? I actually kind of believe I got the thing. I like got him. <laughs> what he said is true. He was just waiting for me to believe him. But you know where I missed it so much? And I'll tell you, maybe if you would say, man, I would love to have what Peter said he had. You know why I think many of us, we have these experiences where we surrender to Jesus and yeah, we believe upon him, but we never really see anything beyond that place. And honestly, the walk gets a little bit boring. Anybody? Church gets a little bit dull. The songs, we've sung them before. Let's, I mean, come on. We get another singer up there. TC's hair is getting too long. The coffee is not as good, you know. What? A, I don't know, name it. Like, you just start living that life. It's just a little bit, I don't know, like everybody's living. I don't know. But you know why I think I missed it a lot is because why do you look at me as though I had something to do with it? That's what Peter says. Why do you look at us as though our, by our godliness or piety we've caused this man to walk? Anybody feel like they don't have it because 
You're not as godly as me. You don't do what I do. I study way more than y'all, I guarantee it. I was ready to preach a sermon today. How many of y'all were ready to preach a sermon? You know, come on now. Maybe one of y'all. Otho, you might have been, buddy. I don't know. I'll give it to you, man. You're, you're just ready to go, you know. She's your gamer. But think, I mean, guys, think, think. Like, come. What if we believed upon Jesus? Like, what would life look like if you believed you had him like that? Why do you believe you don't have him like that? Dig deep right there, and I guarantee you, you'll find another voice. Tell them, what's that voice say? Is that voice true? Because I guarantee you, if you know the spiritual world, the only thing the, the other side of the spirit does is lie to you. And if that thing that you are listening to is causing you to behave a certain kind of way and convincing you that you don't have it, why don't you have it? Could you do anything to stop Jesus? Are you more powerful than his blood? Then stop believing upon your power and piety. Believe upon him. His message to these people was repent. You know what that word means? Literally, a total turning of thought and action. Like a complete 180. That means hand in all that you believe and think and believe upon Jesus wholeheartedly with everything you've got and everything you are. If you don't believe you have him today, the word is very clear, you can All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But our sin was laid upon him and he bore the iniquity of us all. This is the truth for us to receive and not just receive and go, that was wonderful, let's get baptized, but to believe and build our life upon as if it was true. And if that was true, if you had it like Peter and John had it, would it transform the way you go to work? your expectation for how you walk the street. I mean, you got it, you got it. And you know what that means? I don't have to have silver and gold and I don't care if you got it. Because <laughs> I got the thing that really matters. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak the truth here for a second because the ways of this world has their eyes looking down as if they're gonna find the answer here. That man who was lame was looking for just a reprieve from his sickness. And he was like, hey, some money would help. Would you give me some reprieve of my pain and my suffering? I think many of us miss our opportunities when people in our life, when we forget who we really are, as vessels filled with the power of presence of God, come in contact with a friend or a person who asks us for alms, and we don't set our minds on the ways and, and calling of God, we simply succumb and we begin to operate like the pattern of the world and we meet their expectation. We don't exceed the expectation. We keep our eyes down in the same way they keep their eyes down. Does that make sense? 
we've been invited to turn our eyes upward. You see, Peter and John knew what he expected, but he exceeded the expectation because he had far more than he even thought or expected. Do you believe you have far more? Do you believe you have more? I pray he raises our expectation to understand you do have more. And if you don't believe you have more, why don't you believe you have the more? It's a very, very important thing to dig into. I believe if you dig there, some of us will find the lie that we've been believing since we were a second grader when our teacher told us we were stupid and we wouldn't go anywhere. You know what I mean? I'm dead serious. Like most of us carry those things from when we're five and six years old. What would stop you from having what Peter and John had? Name it. And in fact, when you confess it and bring it out, just speak it. I invite you at the end of the service, if you just want to talk about that, bring it out into light and look how small it gets. It's a lot bigger up in here. Confess one to another. Pray for one another and be healed. I invite you into believing upon him. But most people are looking downward for their stuff to be fixed. You have to say, Jay, come on. Like a grace encounter with Jesus or like Jesus. I mean, that seriously, like, I mean, if I was lame my whole life, I'd want to walk. You know what I mean? Like, I appreciate grace. I appreciate love. But really, like, just help me walk, Jay. Like, help me not be depressed anymore, Jay. Do something that really matters, like, in my life right now. But I'm going to tell you, like, I know a lot of people who can walk that are pretty miserable. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Because once you can walk, like, what, a couple years ago, I tore my Achilles. I couldn't walk for months. And I remember the first time I walked, I was like, walking is amazing. I mean, I love to walk. Walking's so fun. I was like, tears in my eyes. I'm like, walking down the street. I'm like, I can walk. But you know what? I forgot about it. Other stuff came my way. I had another need. And a lot of times our focus is our physical, and we believe our physical is our deepest need, but our physical is not our deepest need. The spiritual is the deepest need we have. And if you're to have a grace encounter with the one who has all authority in heaven and on earth, I believe the spiritual healing that we receive can manifest into the physical healing we've always wanted. But spiritual healing is of utmost importance. And if today, if today you're not experiencing that, I just want to just open the door and just be like, hey, it's for you. It's just for you. And I would just tell you what Peter and John's words were to these guys. If you have believed upon something that is holding you back today, trade that in and receive what Jesus said. He said, believe upon me. Are you heavy laden and burdened? You don't have to be. And it's okay if you are. Bring all of that to him today. And I invite you to, like the word repent, kind of say, it's just like, oh, I don't, I've heard so many things that are like, yuck. 
but like, it's just a transformation of our thoughts and our actions. This is for you. And this is for me. If we believed upon Jesus like this, y'all, I'm going to pump gas different, for real. I'm speaking the message by faith right now, and I believe I get bits and pieces of it sometimes. But listen, if I believe like Peter and John, and, and I'm walking down the street and a guy is like lame from birth, I don't know if I believe it like that. I just don't. I, I want to. To the point where I'm like, yo, I don't got silver and gold, but I got something good for you, but stand up and walk, man. In Jesus' name. Like, and then he walks over. It's like, there's, a, there's space in between him speaking that and him reaching over and be like, help him up. <laughs> the faith move. Do I trust Jesus like that? I think it's available to us. In fact, I know it is. And I believe if we operated in this kind of life, it's so inspiring because it's so radically different. It's not on this lower plane of this earth, it's on the higher one. And when you live life on that higher plane, people on the lower one wanna go higher, listen. My invitation is for us to repent today, me included, with the full expectation that he's about to show up, he's about to do his kind of stuff. Because listen, one commentator I read, what he said is, miracles are actually the only natural thing in an unnatural world. Miracles are natural. Because what he, what he talked about is, here's one of the keys. When this guy comes running through the temple, jumping and leaping, everybody would have known what the scripture said in Isaiah. Listen to this, Isaiah 35. He says, strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. Be strong, fear not. I wanna say that to an anxious heart in the room today and it's okay, be strong, fear not. But there's a reason why I speak that to you and there's a reason why we can be strong and we don't have to fear today. And if you're afraid today, it's okay. You don't got worry. Bring that fear to the one who wants to carry it for you. Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and he will save you. Then the eyes of the blind will be open and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer. They knew. And the tongue of the mute sing for joy, which is what TC said would happen. For waters break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. Are you thirsty today? He wants to cause springs to rise within your soul. Are you blind today? He wants to give you sight like you've never had before. Are you having trouble hearing him? He wants to unstop your ears. So when this man comes leaping, listen, leaping, it said, they would have thought, been like, there's something to this. Hold up, this means something. It does mean something. 
Revival is God's desire for our city. But that doesn't happen that day unless Peter and John believe what their Jesus had told them. They step into the moment, believe Jesus, and revival comes there. There is a response from God's people that bring heaven to this place. Faith is the word. All of us are operating on faith. And if you believe you have him, you are about to operate in faith. That's faith. If you believe you do not have him, that means you have a faith in something you do have. What do you have? Why do you have it? Dig deep down in there. But what this word indicates is that God is eager to save. He didn't ask that lame man, hey, I got a few questions for you. Have you really been living right this week? Because God might heal you. Didn't. He didn't. There was no strings attached. Because it was the Father's heart to love a broken world and to bring absolute restoration to this man who was living in brokenness. His heart was healing. His heart was the garden. And if you are mad at God today because a bad thing has happened in this world, you've got to go back to the beginning of the book. That was not God's intention. God didn't want brokenness. Man chose brokenness. He told him it would break if you chose this way. Man chose it and brokenness happened. God didn't want brokenness. God didn't want what happened to you. God didn't want that person saying that thing. He didn't want your parents doing that thing. He didn't want your wife hurting you that way or your husband hurting you that way. That's not God's intention. And in fact, if we just listened to him, we wouldn't experience this pain and problems. I'm, I'm just real. He wants to bring restoration to your life. But listen, listen, listen. Not just to your life through your life, through your life. I didn't know that was even possible. Do you know I discovered more about who Jesus was when I began to believe him and move in faith? I realized what he's saying is absolutely true because I still struggle to believe it, to be honest with you. But every time he shows up, I'm like, I know me. And for you to show up, Despite me, you're really that kind of good. He shows me every time. He's just like that. Do you believe you have it? Lord, help us believe. I kind of believe, but like help my unbelief. That's what my prayer is right now. I want to close with this thought because I just got back from Israel and I just pray it ministers to you. And as I'm going through this town and these places, Like, it's like the book, like, turned to color for me, to be honest with you. 
Has anybody been to Israel before? Like, y'all? There's a bunch of us in here. Yeah. Like, the book is like color for me. It's weird. But I'm getting like toward the end of the week, and I start getting to Jerusalem. And when you get to Jerusalem, you know what begins to happen in Jerusalem. If you don't know what happens in Jerusalem, this is where the end of the story begins to take place. When Jesus says to Jerusalem, you know he's about to end his life, and he knows it. So we get to Jerusalem, we start walking the walk of Jesus as he's entering, going through Jericho, and he's coming back down into Jerusalem. And we start walking these days And we start seeing his life as he's sitting in this upper room with his best friends and he's telling them like, guys, I'm gonna share this meal with you. This is what it's all about. I can't wait for this moment before my suffering begins. And we start walking the road and I start going to this places like Gethsemane. And I could picture like as he's sitting there, the torches would have come out of the main door Judas leading the way because he knew where he was. And Jesus, like sweats of blood would have been dripping down his face as he's like just an angst in prayer. Betrayed by a dear friend of his, taken to one of the Roman rulers. And then from this Roman ruler to that Roman ruler, to Herod, to back here, I came to this room And I got a picture of it for you. I came to this room and it's kind of hard to see, but this room is below uh, like the Roman centurion guard where Jesus would have been taken down. And right in this like glowing square is something that was like etched in the rock. And what was etched in the rock is literally the, the Roman seal for this Roman guard, which was a scorpion was in there. But inside of that glass plate, they had scratched this thing in the rock that they would basically play a game and they would roll dice or whatever it was to decide what was gonna happen to the prisoner. So you can see it now. This is the legit floor where Jesus would have been standing as they played a game preparing to beat this man, this Jew that they hated so much. It would have beat him to the point of death. It's here where they would have jammed the crown of thorns on his head. And then he would have left this place and he would have gone out into the street as they handed him a wooden cross. And he would have started his half mile hike to his place of death. Lying down these streets are people as they yell, hate. The people that Peter and John speak to, by the way. The ones that he lovingly invites to come to Jesus and receive what he has. And I pictured this scene, like it was like so clear to me, I could see it and I was like, oh my goodness, like the suffering that he endured till the cross was almost, it feels like worse than the cross. And as I was reading this story, when I saw all of that 
and the enormity and how bad it really was. The scene in the upper room before this begins, like, took another kind of weight. Because Jesus knows the suffering he's about to go through. And this is his words to his closest disciples before this takes place. He had gathered them in the upper room and he was gonna have a meal with them. And he says, Jesus and the apostles sat down together at the table and then Jesus said, listen to this. I've been very eager to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering began. I've been so eager to have this meal with you. Some of us don't believe we have it today because I think we don't believe Jesus is eager to have a meal with me. I think Jesus, despite enduring life with you and me, he's like, I've been eager to show you what this whole thing's about. I've been eager to show you more. I've been eager for you to get it, Peyton. I've been eager for you to get it, Andrew. I've been so eager to have a meal with you and spend time with you. I wanna show you more. Would you let him show you more? Would we as a church let him show us more? It's my prayer for us, guys. I want him to show me more. I wanna believe upon him more. My prayer is that he would awaken us in a way that sends us out of this place a little bit more excited because of what we've seen him do. We believe him. I wanna tell you, you can believe him today. You're allowed to believe him today. He wants to show you more. Spend time with him for a second. Talk to him. He wants to hear from you. He wants to talk to you. Do you believe? Do you believe you have him? If you do, speak to him in the way that you do. If you don't, Tell him why you don't believe you have him. Tell him, just bring it to the surface, bring it out into light, tell him. I can't do that because blank. Now, after that, when you get to the place where you're ready, I, I wanna pray according to God's will. I believe God wants to speak to you today. Ask him, say, Jesus, would you tell me what you think of me? The idea of repentance is bringing what we have trusted upon in, through, and trading it in. What have you believed upon? I trade it in. And I believe upon Jesus is what the word said, what Peter told them. He said this, that times of refreshment might come to you through the presence of the one Jesus. If you reach to Jesus, 
he reaches to you. Draw near to me, I will draw near to you. But there is a letting go, an absolute turning from what we have trusted upon to the one who is actually worthy of trust, who's coming again soon. I invite you to trade those things in. May we not operate according to the pattern of this world, but may we be transformed by the renewing of the way that we think. And then if you've traded that in, the best you know how, I don't know. We'll open our hands to him and just ask your Father in heaven who loves you as his son bled and died so that you could be declared right, holy, set apart. If you desire for revival to come to our city and far beyond, if you desire in these last days that you would not just experience powerful presence, but that you would extend powerful presence to those who are lacking and in need, then just ask because your father desires that meal. And he said, if you hear the sound of me knocking at the door of your heart, if you open, the word says, I will come in and share a meal. If you have experienced him knocking at your heart tonight, which I believe he is even in this moment, open your heart. The best way I know how to describe that is a letting go. There's been an effort to like save face your whole life and like keep it together. This is the moment where it's like, I don't have to pretend and keep it all together. You just like let go. Let him love you. Be forgiven. Receive him. And I just want to invite you into every single day, if you desire to live this powerful life, the scripture says, be being filled. Continue to be filled. I don't quite understand that fully, to be honest with you. But there's an invitation for this constant communion with him. I should invite you just to learn these prayers by faith as you just say, Holy Spirit, would you come upon me for the work of ministry that you've called me to today, right now in this moment? I want to pray about everything. So Lord, we're about to go be with friends right now, or we're about to go be with family. Lord, I know you've got a work for us to do at our home tonight. As I put down the kids tonight, I know that you have a great work for me. But apart from you, I can do nothing. So Holy Spirit, I invite you to come upon me to be able to tell my children their stories and power. Thank you. And I can't wait to do this because I know you got a great plan. Holy Spirit, open our eyes to see and our ears to hear. And I pray for boldness for my brothers and sisters. That your reviving fire would sweep through our hearts. That it would cause a song of joy to rise within us. That you would send us to the gas station with full expectation. You would tend to send us to the grocery looking and longing for who you have us to talk with. And tomorrow when we go to work, Lord, we're trusting you for words and wisdom. I pray that in Jesus' name.